<laughs> Welcome everybody back to the MC po- Oh god Welcome everybody back to the MC Podcast I'm your host MC I'm Johnny Johnny's playing music already I don't believe in you I got options I got options Got a million people watching Yeah they clocking Yeah they clocking I got options I got options, baby. Got a million people watching. Yeah, they clocking cause I'm popping. I don't believe in you. I don't trust the things you do. It's only for TV crews. Hard emojis, I know you send it to all your dudes. You go out to parties live, come back home and sleep alone. It's so true. You hang up that brand new dress. You clean up that same old mess, but it's beautiful. First it's no and then it's yeah, so complex. Everybody, that's Options by Wallet and Earth Gang. I'll play that for one reason only. <coughs> for, thanks for making us your option and podcast listening to right now. So the other ones out there. New single dropped in December. I fuck with it. I know you already heard it. I know you already heard it. It's okay. You already heard it before. Doing a curveball today. But I fuck with that song. My theme song for the year. Got Options. Okay. You don't got Options, huh? No. No? I have a wife. Huh? huh? I have a wife. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not out here being a hootie patootie like you. Hey, you know what MC doesn't like my song choice? He just, he just looks there like, you play this. No, I like that. I like this. that song. It's this? cold. Fuck you, Johnny. You play this? It's a nice song. I liked it. <laughs> I liked that album. <laughs> I played it from here to LA. No, you did it. You ain't never been to LA before. You've been in these streets. You don't know what's out these means. Okay. He never been to LA. He don't know the streets, okay? I've never been to Long Beach. Huh? I've never been to Long Beach. Oh, me You can say that. All right. All you right. from Long Beach. Yeah, I ain't from Long Beach. Uh-huh. A lot of people from Long Beach. Anyway. Wack 100 got in a fight a couple a couple weeks ago. We did uh, not talk about that at all. I saw the video. He always, he always fired somebody. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, he held his own, though. He didn't get socked hey, out bro, of the parking lot a while back. Wack 100, like two no, years ago. No, bro. Was that, who was that? We just had this last episode. We got no, all over no, no, again. No, no, like two years ago, right? Yes, bro. Wack 100 knocked out Stitches. Okay. <laughs> in a parking right. lot uh, in Miami. I agree with that. <laughs> that was a couple years ago. <laughs> he had it coming. <laughs> no, I think, okay. For me, at least, I think that when people get a little bit older, you're too old to be fighting. <laughs> hey, man, I don't, bro, Black 100 is 51 years old and knocked out those young bulls. He won't knock out Tyson. He won't knock out Roy. <laughs> you're talking about two different areas. <laughs> you think you'll knock out Paul Logan? No. <laughs> Hey, that would. Hey, I will pay money to watch Wack 100 fight hey, Jake or Paul Logan. Hey, apparently, supposed to fight uh, May. One of the one of the brothers are and, Jake Logan, I believe. And look, honestly, no, Paul. And I was like, hey, look, that's gonna be like the biggest felons. That's gonna be like the biggest selling fight. Maybe in the last like five years, maybe bigger than Connor. If Mayweather doesn't knock out one of the Logan brothers because we don't even know who it is. Yeah. What I, do you think? I mean, honestly, people are watching that fight for two reasons. These two reasons. They want to see the Paul brothers, Logan and Paul, which one it is, get knocked out. Yes. Or they want to see Mayweather get knocked out. Who do you want to see knocked out? I want to see the white boy knocked out, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Got to do it for Nate? Huh? <laughs> Got to do it for Nate? I don't think Nate trained for that shit. I mean... I don't think so either, but... I mean, he's not a paycheck. Yeah, he got a big he got a big paycheck. I mean, what did they brought for uh, Conor, like, $30 million to fight him? Who? Yeah, one of, the, one, of the, uh, one of those two brothers, they offered Conor $30 million guaranteed to fight them. He had the money ready. He said, I got the money right here. I'll write your check for it. Because he knows how much money those fights are going to make. 
Yeah. Regardless, like when you hate it, right? When somebody hates you, they want to see you lose. Yeah. People watch the Patriots Super Bowl to watch them lose, not to win. That's all. People hate seeing. Man, the Patriots are garbage this year too. It is what it is. You got Cam out there doing his thing. Shout to you, Cam. Falling. See you next year, Superman. Yeah, next year. Yeah. Yeah. Let's hope. Hey, did the Falcons lose against the? Tampa Bay, I'm, not Tampa Bay. Fa- I'm not a Falcons fan. Oh, okay, okay. I can't not tell. a fan of NFL. No, I can't tell because you have to get that wallet. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you hate my Christmas gift. Oh, Just admit it. I got it on me. I keep that thing on me. No, you don't. I see your Naruto wallet. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey I'm going to fucking bring it Twisted T here next time. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, hold on. Did you see old boy's uh, Facebook account? No. Hey, okay. Somebody, somebody said it was out there. Can you send it to me t- I, tonight? I'm, I got to find it. I'll find okay. it for it. But apparently, old boy said, and the white boy said, I'm from the hood, you know, I'm certified in the hood. You know, he sucker punched me. That's what we call it in the hood. He called it a sucker punch. You know, he hit me with a twisted T. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, bro, it wasn't no sucker punch. He was standing right there. He, he said, he said, let me see him again on the streets. And then I see I see a picture of the guy who smacked him with a twisted T in the same store with the owner taking a picture. Yeah. <laughs> I was dying. I was like, shit. Hey, oh, yeah. Bro probably hates him. I mean, I would, too. Hey, you know that white dude goes in there and wilds out. Bro, he, he became a fucking meme. Overnight. I hope I never become a meme like that. Oh, I do, so we can blow up eventually. So maybe, hopefully, <laughs> we'll see. One of us has to become a meme. Oh, no. No, no, no. Don't meme me. Don't meme me. <laughs> don't meme me. You can <laughs> meme you. Don't meme me. What you, would, you, would you watch the... Uh, the Mayweather versus the Paul fight. Yeah, because I want to see one of the Logan brothers get knocked out. Is it Jake Paul? Is it the Paul brothers? Uh-huh. Logan Paul and Jake Paul, yeah. right? Okay, so we're saying it wrong. So the Paul brothers. I want to see one of them get knocked out. Uh, KSI too- knocked bro out. Yeah, KSI be boxing though, apparently. Yeah. Okay, anyway, hey, not too long ago, I walked into this establishment, this podcast area, right? With his 2X host for the podcast. Oh, my God. And, and uh, we didn't record it. We should have recorded it. But before we got talking, we were talking about uh, the Paul brothers. And um, they are like, oh, yeah, this and that. I'm like, no, 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 look. I think that they can become some great fighters because two reasons. They got money and time. Bro, they already built like fucking fighters anyway. They're built like suburban white kids, yes. What money? You know, scoring for white kids. I'm just saying that I didn't, I didn't see why people hate them so much. Like, me, I, I don't understand it. I mean, I think it's because they're young and famous and they're obnoxious, so people hate that shit. Yeah. But, I mean, it's the same thing people celebrate in other aspects of life. Like, if he was an athlete or if he was a fighter, people will love that shit. But since he's not, though, people don't love it. It is what it is, though. I'm not... I'll, if I could watch the fight free, I will watch it, but I'm not paying for that shit. I'm, I'll pay for it. Okay, I'll come over here and then live stream it. Get shit jumping. Anyway. Hey, are you down to come watch the caffeine apps? Or the uh, battles? Yeah. I'm, yeah, who, who is it? Who's battling? Um, they got a show coming up soon. In, in, in the January. Okay. Kit Kat. Boom, clack. Nine millimeter on the strap back. Yeah, that's gay. Shoot you with a nine. And it's dick today. What are you doing? Bars. Oh, wow. I, I feel like foul rapping, actually. If you guys don't know that. If you're on the scene. I'm, I'm gonna get you a Geechee Let's see what you got Uh huh I got you Alright man So Academics is a dirty bitch Can you please elaborate I wouldn't say dirty bitch I don't know about his hygiene <clears throat> um, It is kind of gross out there It does seem like he's a culture vulture At this point Because ever since his show You know Everyday struggle stopped Yeah Um, He's been having to put more work Into the Academics brand Which I don't think he does Any of the work 
necessarily. Yeah. I think he really tells them what to do. I think they brainstorm for the week and then, mm-hmm. you know, and they all kind of do their own thing. Like, I think the only thing he really does is Twitch. I don't think he runs his own Instagram. He may. He, may, he might. He definitely runs his own Twitter. Hey, I, I watched him one day drunk on Twitch, I guess, like arguing with somebody. Like, he jacked off on Twitch? No, he was like drunk on Twitch. And I was like, it's like a fucking video on like Facebook or some shit like that. But video him, this video him and Twitch, and he is like drunk, just talking mad ass shit. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh damn, he bold right now. Yeah, the coke drunk. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I was like, shit. That's what that is, bro. Uh-oh. Whenever he's on Twitch, you can tell he's been doing lines Uh-oh. and drinking. It just seems like it. I mean, honestly, I- how are you that belligerent and awake? Honestly, some people got tallest. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what his habits are. I mean, I don't. I can't it's coke. Say. He does coke. I got coke right now. <laughs> Coca Cola. <laughs> um, but it's kind. It, it, it's kind of just shown the drama and the very gross clickbaity stuff. You know, like he put he, the pictures he's putting up, the the tags he's putting up. It it seems like his brand is being encompassed in drama, and he wants to be like TMZ. Yeah, it seems like it. But the urban version. Like, he only wants to talk about rappers and their drama. I mean, I, I don't really support No, Okay, before you ask, let me ask you a question. Yeah. So you, you're a rapper. You're pretty famous, right? Your girlfriend cheats on you. Mm-hmm. But you've been cheating. Nobody really knows. But the whole world finds out that she cheated on you. And you put the business out. And he puts your business out there. Do you slap him? I mean, no. I'll tell you why. I'm not finna slap somebody. I'm not gonna hit somebody that's gonna press charges on me and get my livelihood locked up. Fuck it, not worth it. But that, that's just me thinking logic. Like, hey, you know, fuck that. I'm getting my bag still. What has to happen to academics to get him stopped? People stop going to his page. They stop fucking with him. He loses his credibility. He loses. Sorry, he lost basically, but he loses his platform to the mass audience. Like until we have this awakening. That we cannot tolerate people really playing down the culture, people who are really belittling and trying to humiliate and just like depict black people in general as a certain type, we won't get farther. Like, honestly, the shade room, you know, um, the academics, hip hop DX sometimes, you know, these, these YouTube fucking commentaries, people, yeah. like, until we stop like putting up with them. <laughs> highlighting the platform in a negative way, we cannot get further, I think. I mean, not platform, but the uh, culture in a negative way. Like, criticism is always accepted if it's negative. I mean, if it's constructive and not negative. Do you ever think that it's funny that in... I'm going to say hip-hop culture because I'm not going to say black culture because I think we need to distinguish the two as well, even though yeah. they are one and the same. Um, do you think hip-hop culture got bigger because of the drama and it's easier to... It's easier to expound upon when you're talking about the drama of hip hop because there's a million little white kids that want to see somebody get shot. I mean, yeah, I don't think so. I think hip hop is really up there, not because of the drama, but more because of the art form and the performance that you have with it. It's a different type of music, right? Hip hop is like this lively energy with this poetic speech and rhythm where you can feel the beat and you can move to it. You can also listen to it and chill with it. Okay. It's it's more than some other other, uh, art forms are. Other types of music. I mean, behind the scenes. I'm not not talking about music. (laughs) I'm literally not talking about the music. I'm literally talking about like what keeps it going in pop culture. Oh, of course, like the drama. Drama fills everything these days. Why is it not the same as this is going to be our our next topic, but like Master P and Baron Davis acqui- are in talks of acquiring Reebok for $3.1 billion. 
I just think because how is that not highlighted? That's so crazy. It's really not unless you're in certain circles or actually looking for it. People have short. T- people don't want to see people succeed beyond their means, and they don't want to see that people doing good, uplifting. You know, yeah. if you have somebody who's not part of the culture and they're a different race than you, they don't want to see these black men, these black. Like, like anybody making these big moves in life, surpassing them and their ancestors. And within our community, too, so a lot of, well, actually not recently now, but before, it's a lot of black people who didn't want to really, they, they didn't want to, I'm not going to say that, neither. it's not true at all, but the crap in a bucket culture that, that uh, was inputted by people who owned us and by the oppressors for so long, it's been kind of being like drowned away. Like we're moving on from that. We're learning that hey, we can't pull you down just because you're trying to go up. Yeah. Like no, no, no. We want you to see. We want to see you succeed because when you succeed, you open doors and make room for all of us to succeed. So I, so I think that's become more prominent. But I think in certain aspects of the media, it's just not going to sell. People don't want to see that shit. They want to see people fighting. They want to see drama. They want to see people live a different life than they're living. Do you ever think it's weird that we don't talk about how Rick Ross changed uh, Wingstop and made it a profitable company again? No, I mean the same reason why we don't talk about the same reason why we don't talk about Champion with Drake and fucking giving that chance. brand chance. That's chance, really. That's okay. chance. Chance chance made Champion better. Okay, sorry about that. I always see Drake wearing that shit, so that's probably why. That, but, mm. but either way, go those two artists, especially Chance, really transcended. Champion from a Walmart brand to a fucking icon now. People buying it for three times what it really what it originally was in Walmart. Yeah, most where definitely. Where you're seeing fly now instead is Dusty wearing a fucking Champion sweater or jacket. Oh, I know, I got fucking exactly, exactly. You know, so that roasting. Is, so it's just crazy what people in the culture could do to different brands, and I think that us on the outside we don't see that. But people in those circles, you know, people who work in marketing and finance, they see that shit, so they sign these rappers to these deals because they know how much it can grow. The same reason why The Gap fucking signed, the, sa- the same reason that The Gap signed Kanye West to that deal was because they knew how much money he could bring to their brand, a dying brand at that time. Do you ever think it's weird when people dismiss ideas of the Illuminati, but it's very weird that whenever you talk about a white man doing great things, it's highlighted everywhere, but as soon as a black man does something, it's either not seen nor heard like why is russ not championed even though he's not black but i'm saying why is russ not championed why was nipsey not championed why is what jay-z does behind the scenes not championed even if we do see it i mean for those reasons i think it's just because nobody i gotta think about that it's a tough ass question to answer but i'm just but it's just it was my thought process the other day because i was thinking about it like Yo, Master P has really been pulling in millions still. Yeah. Hasn't really put out an album. Mm-hmm. He has multiple platinum albums. And we're not even talking about this. Do you think that the media, especially the music industry, doesn't push those artists to the forefront because they know that they instill a sense of independence and ownership and doing things by your way and still making it big? I think the big media and and consumer. Yeah machines are very nervous to see what happens when black people understand what the black economy could bring to black communities yeah I, you, you know what, um it's funny because 
we always say that about the black community, how much we bring in profits and the sales and how big we are as a community. That's why the whole black owned and then spending your black dollar community was so big. It's so big right now because yeah. we realized our financial worth to this country and how much you could bring into our own culture. You know, for so long, we were not allowed to shop at the places that we want to shop at. So we had to create our own. And when we finally got accepted to those places we shop at now, we want to, we left the community, went outwards to it. Mm-hmm. So stop having money in the community. I think it's all a part of a planning or some kind of... Um, like imagine, just imagine for me real quick, what if Jay-Z bought half of Walmart? That'd be big. I mean, it's a big-ass deal. Um, bring it down to scale, though. Let's not say Walmart. Let's say... Um, See, we're crossing Wingstop. Yeah, he so, owns six Wingstops right now. Yeah, and I mean he he's financing things right. He's putting his name on something. He's uh, expanding his fucking portfolio, as Wu Tang said, right? Yeah, <laughs> diversify your bonds, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> so the same yeah. shit. I, I think what is not being taught in school and that we're not seeing enough of is a uh, financial literacy, financial independence, and financial planning. Kevin, Hart's, I think that's period. I mean, Kevin Hart said it best. He said that how come when these people go to schools, you don't see any black bankers they're bringing in to show them, hey, this could be you. Because when you soon see white faces somewhere, you automatically assume that you cannot be that because you're not that color. I think the country really popularized, I think the country in its past, even to now in its present, has instilled this subconscious, subconscious memory of hate, and colorism and a closure mm-hmm. and so we all we see that growing up right we don't see representation we don't see black cartoons or black tv shows or black people doing really good things black sen- senators congressmen whatever it may be we don't see that you don't you don't relate that to you anymore because you have no basis to how far you could go in life and i think exposure is the big thing about it now and I, th- I think you brought up a great point too because if you think about it there are great black cartoon artists there are great Anything that there is, there's a black man that does it just as well. If not just as well, better. Yeah, exactly. That's why I think... Um, but do you think it's because it's been so long that it would take time to build a Walt Disney? But you could go get a job at Walt Disney and make more money. I, I definitely think that would take more time to build a Walt Disney. The not audience, exactly Walt Disney, that's not what I'm saying. Yeah, but like, like build a company up, right? Yeah, yeah. And I think it's just because... <laughs> It, it all goes to me it all traces back to a certain part of history for blacks and minorities in America and it does that for because one reason the reason why his companies could build to what they are the Walmarts the Monopolies you know and etc cetera, etc cetera, is because they have foundation early in life to help them build upon it white others who are less fortunate who got oppressed who got a racism prejudice all that stuff happened to them they couldn't start a foundation at that time you know, they, they, they could put a, a log down, but that's all they put down. They couldn't put a whole ass foundation to a house structure there yet and build upon it. So now as times progress, you are seeing this big ass increase of black businessmen, singers, politicians, all climbing to the very top now because they are finally allowed to ascend to greater heights without the machine weighing down as much. While they still get weighed down, of course, it's always gonna be, it's gonna be like that until we give it our problem in America, the race is a problem. Yeah. But you see a lot of uh, black artists and just entrepreneurs doing a lot more now. And it's crazy because we didn't have a head start in the beginning. So, so, now, that, so now that we're catching up and running full sprint, it's only a matter of time before we are encompassed in every aspect of culture even more than we already are now. Now let's shift this to Master P Because whenever I first I first heard of this What a couple weeks ago 
I did not want to jump the gun and put this on the platform because it was one of those things. It's one of those things where I don't really want to talk about something until I know it's true, especially something of this magnitude. Yeah, it's hard to it's hard to confirm what's going on. When you're talking about a credit line for a black man that's going to be three point one billion dollars, because it's going to be a credit line. Neither one of those gentlemen have three point one billion dollars. I'm just going to keep it a buck, okay? But when you see that kind of money given out and you see the talent that those two can bring. Nike's going to have a hard day. And hold on, before we go there, because what you were talking about, I don't want to hear nothing about partnerships next year. All my black friends that are very intelligent and have business, because I have a lot, okay? Know your worth. Understand your worth and understand what your company can can have the potential to be if you keep growing with it. I don't want to hear about a partnership because this is, and I'm going to tell you why, because when you think about it, why is Nike so hot? We already know because uh, athletes, black athletes, black culture. Who specifically? There's two main components of Nike. Shit was like LeBron and Jordan. Jordan's like that. Jordan's Earlier. Nike. I don't know who. Jordan and Spike Lee. Okay. I get you. They now. had a partnership with Nike. Who did that help? Shit, Jordan lost The white Jordan. man or Jordan? Jordan way more. The white man that owned Nike. Yeah. It helped him ten times more. That's why I can't respect the partnership in time. In times like this, not even in times like this, but whenever you see, like if Jordan would have just started Jordan, it, he would have had 100% control. It would have been 100% black dollar that would have went back into the community. But what happened? As a white man owned it, saw what the shoes did, and where are those shoes always located at? <clears throat> what did they take complete effect of? Mm-hmm. They put him in the hood. Why? Because you know, minorities, not just blacks, but Asians, Mexicans, all of them wanted the shoe. And you see them start to fight over it. You see them start to spend their last dollar. I've known people to go broke buying Jordans because it's the new drop. He saw that. He used it to his advantage. So the partnership there is fucked up somewhere. Michael Jordan may have been already rich and been... You know, Ben forgot about where he came from, but he comes from Chicago. No, he doesn't come from Chicago. Does he come from Chicago? South Carolina, I think. Or South Carolina. Carolina. <clears throat> but you already, you're already very distant from where you came from at that point. You know what I mean? He's already making millions, I think, maybe, at that point. No. Um, with Jordan, before, uh, before Jordan, right, in the league, the contracts are small, like a million after like four years. Altogether, but that's so what like I that. mean. It's so, he he has made millions yeah. by the point he had a Jordan. I mean, not looks like he released yours early on. I'm not, I, I don't know for sure, but I just know that his contract was never more than like five or six million at some point in time. But I get what you're saying, though. It was it was strategic marketing mm-hmm. that he said urban kids want this shoe, mm-hmm. so he put it in the middle of Chicago, and you see kids killing each other for these shoes because they're the new ones, but. One one dude may not have the money to buy him, but other bro does. So what is he going to do? He's going to wait and go rob him. That's why I think it's amazing to see Master P and Baron Davis buy a shoe company that has the ability, not ability, with those two minds and who they can bring to the table has mm-hmm. the ability to compete with Nike now. Again, mm-hmm. because if you remember back in the day, a lot of sports stuff was made by Reebok and then Nike kind of took it over. Yeah, I mean, Reebok still sponsors the UFC. I think they're the only one Reebok gear. Oh, I, really? Yeah. I mean, I agree with you. I think that my ideas on partnership, they still stand where they are right now. 
just because just because I'm less I'm less optimistic about doors being opened without some people having to you know do a little dirt do a little devil sharing whatever it may be for other people to progress because you we are all we all stand on the backs of our ancestors and that's how we get higher and higher and higher and higher so that means one generation doesn't leave one, another one behind we all have to pay a cost yeah and i'm not i'm not saying i guess i mean the longevity yeah. of the partnership yeah like if you use a partnership as a stepping stone yeah that's what you should do it should just be a stepping stone. Don't get comfortable. Make sure you're reading your contract. Make sure you understand. Like at the end of this two-year contract, you can get out of it, and you're still gonna you're still gonna own a majority of what you created while you were there. Not everything, because that's not how it works. We yeah. know that in business now. That's not how it works. You know, you know what it is. You finally get at me now. What I mean by partnerships, I don't mean fucking forever. I just mean until you gather enough means on your own to branch you out, to branch out, create your own fucking lane. But there's some people who don't need it. Yeah. Like Michael Jordan did not need that. He used it because he didn't want to do the back end part. Yeah. I mean, well, Michael Jordan, he's a he's a fucking strange character. I mean, to be honest, he is not like LeBron. I'll tell you this why. Because Michael Jordan said from day one, get go, I am an athlete. I'm here to play ball. I'm trying to be the best at it. That requires all my attention. He knew that at that time in America, when things were when things were they still racially charged it back in the early 90s, you know? After the Late 80s, early 90s, yeah. After the Watts riots, you know, all that shit happening. Race was a big thing. In order for him to be as big as he was, he had to transcend it. And the way you transcend your race is not talking about it. Real shit, like the Wayne and Rock Johnson. He is racially ambiguous. We don't know what he is. We may assume what he is, but we don't know. But he never talks about it, neither. He talks about his Hawaiian heritage, but he looks a little... Kind of got some nappy hair sometimes too, but the way that I see a lot of black athletes really, like nowadays, to really socially conscious, I, I like that a lot better because Jordan has a better legacy than most, but he didn't want to be a political activist. He didn't want to be someone who made these huge gains for his community. He wanted to be the best in basketball, and that's what he was. And I agree with you said about Master P and um, Baron. I think it'd be great if they had their own brand at Reeboks because if you own Reeboks, right, your Master P and your Baron each on buy Reebok, who do you hit up for uh, to go in with you guys? Baron Davis got the whole NBA on the side. All right. Who else do you hit up now? Who, who else going to see that movement and hop in on it? Jay? Maybe Jay. Kanye? I, 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 hey, I can see, I can see fucking, um, who else? I was going to say shit right now. I just forgot. I can see Drake putting in on that shit too a little bit. I can see a lot of artists in high figures in the black community step up and take that weight because honestly if you got all the rappers wearing that shoe all the ballers wearing that shoe everybody that has social influence you get a big ass market all of a sudden you can finally compete with nike again yep and then lebron probably leave and go to fucking reebok get those deals start saying hey look we're not gonna give you some crazy ass deal for 30 million but we'll give you two million and then you get residuals on every shoe you sell some shit like that yeah Help all the back end a little bit i see that happening how come create generational wealth a shoe that will always be bought again yep and you know where it's coming from who it uh, represents you yeah now if how come master p doesn't get the respect he deserves because they blackballed him quick because <laughs> master p looked at himself and said yo if a white man's trying to offer me a million dollars what am i really worth cool 50 60 maybe maybe and more did than that, that. He signed an 80-20 split where he was 80 and the record label was 20. 
He has six multi-platinum records. Not songs, not singles. Whole albums are multi-platinum. He got 80% of everything of six multi-platinum albums. <laughs> they talk about <clears throat> Master P like he's a legend, right? That deal he has, legendary. Everybody says that's the best deal in music history. And I agree. It is. I mean, that we know of. But why don't Master P influence a lot more artists to be independent? Because they're come? never going to let that happen again. Like, like, how come they didn't catch the vibe from, it, from Master P and say, hey, hold on, he did it this way, let me do it this way too? You get blackballed. Did you know, a little known fact real quick, so Master P went in the store one day, right? He grabbed a pack of noodles. And he was like, damn, I haven't had these in forever. And he looked at them and saw how much sodium was in them, saw how, how bad they were for you, basically. He figured out how to make them. He bought a company that was already making noodles. Mm -hmm. Bought that company, made the noodles nutrition, nutritionists, made sure they were in every black community in Louisiana, and sold them at the same price point. God damn. Did you know that? Because no. I didn't know that. No, I didn't know shit either. That's crazy. <clears throat> there's no there's no film around it. Because you know how noodles come in like the brick? Yeah. That's yeah. a film around it that you boil off, and that's what makes the noodles noodles uh -huh. again. They don't have that. They're, there's no there's a very low trace of cardboard in them. If you didn't know that, your noodles have a lot of cardboard in them. That's yeah. how they stay crunchy like that. He made them nutritional and sold them at the same price point. That's crazy. That's changing the game right there. That's so wild. Never heard that shit before. Rap Never. snacks. He bought rap snacks. Oh, shit. I just thought about that right now, too. He made them better for you. Yeah. And then sold them in a cool way. I mean, it probably popped other places. It didn't pop here in this little small last town because yeah. who knows rappers here. But in some places, they, they probably sell like hotcakes. I went to L.A. They had a whole fucking rack of nothing but rap snacks. Yeah. And they're better for you than a regular chip. That's called being a fucking responsible capitalist right there. <coughs> because not only are you not overcharging someone, but you're making it better for them. Because you know they're going to buy them anyway. Yeah. So you do the extra step right, and you don't just brand everything. You take your time, research, develop it, make a better product for the people that benefit from your community. And sell them at the same price point. That's so wild because people don't do that. They just don't do it. They're going to overcharge because they put Migos' name on it. Yep. That's crazy. Man, he doesn't get he doesn't get talked about enough. Well, you, I mean, bro, it's crazy the shit that you find. Like I went down a rabbit hole of what Master P has bought, yeah. and made better <clears throat> in Louisiana alone. He's done amazing things. That's someone I could say who profited off the black community and put it back in the and black put, community and made it better for the black community, which is crazy because that's not that doesn't happen, right? Some people get famous off the black community and they leave it, they run from it. Same with hip hop culture. Same with a lot of other shit too. They get the money from it and disappear from the, from that all again. He's also bought four projects in New Orleans alone. And he, hey, he repped us today. And has made sure that they don't have to pay rent through this whole coronavirus. That's great. Honestly, that's I, fucking crazy. And we don't talk about Master P. So that's what I'm saying. With this Reebok deal, this is amazing. Not just for Master P, not just for what it's going to do for hip hop, but what it's going to do for black communities all over the, all over the United States. Because we don't know once once they get into it what their next move is. But I wouldn't be surprised if they started going to HBCUs and picking out graphic design artists, yeah, fashion fashion people from New York, and make sure they're all make sure they're all of color. Yep. We don't know yet, ha but have the best authentic commercials, not pandering yes. to a black audience because it's from a black person, which is amazing. But just his track run of things, yeah. What he could do at Reebok, Without, I'm buying Reebok. I mean, that's it has, it has potential to be great because 
he's in the game, right? He knows people, he knows artists, he knows athletes. He has every single piece that he needs to make a move on the chessboard and be a checkmate. Yes. And that's great because black people are not considered into, I think, just uh, American politics for most of the time because we don't own enough to make a difference, to sway votes, to pressure somebody, you know? Like, um, imagine if we all boycotted something like the bus boycotts in Montgomery. Mm-hmm. When they didn't ride the bus for 13 months, they went into their pockets for that shit. They broke that company. They broke the system. They had something to change. If we take that same energy and do it now on any fucking product that we, that we, that we kind of profit on alone, that we kind of make good, it'd be amazing. We'll have so much political power too. Yeah. Like if Gucci wasn't such a national company, they could have shit bankrupted. If, oh yeah. If everybody follows suit, but some people didn't want to follow suit. Nobody. Like like suit. with whole Jay Z, the whole Chris Style thing. He made that shit to a movement. What do you mean? When he uh he said we don't drink Chris Style no more. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, like like when like when he had nobody drink Chris Style because they're racist. He had everybody not doing it. All the rappers, all the clubs. If somebody saw you with all Chris Style, like oh you got that what? Why are you drinking that? Nah, we don't fuck with that no more. We do this over here. Ace. So so he really uses political platform to do something good with. I think if we have much more of that, we'll be set. You know, have that fist behind the hand or behind the arm. Okay. I feel it. Yeah, I like it. I like this little conversation. This is a great conversation. Um, shout out to Master P and Baron Davis. I hope y'all get to buy Reebok. I can't wait to see what happens with them. Also, since we're on shoe deals, shout out to Sia Collective. Mm-hmm. Sia, uh, I think it's Sia. It's S I A somewhere in America Collective. He makes his own shoes. It's all black owned. Oh shit. Um, he make he makes the shoe. He's uh, he designs, makes, and has a factory. Really dope shoes. Pay to two hundred dollars. That man deserves it. Start to finish. Support the man. Support the movement. Everybody and everybody else that's making clothing. Clothing, make clothes bigger than large. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go back to the nineties with that shit. I I, I wear a three X. I would support all of you if you had it, <laughs> because y'all have some fire fucking clothing. But when I see large, the biggest size, yeah. I'm not buying it. Don't go to fucking uh, China, Japan. All they got is smalls. Did I ever tell you one time I bought? So I have a I had a ramen noodle, like jogger fit, right? Okay, you're laughing. Fuck you. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I bought the three X. The pants came like a five X, and the hoodie was like it fit my son. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck they, is this? They said, let's toss it together. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was like, oh, America, MC Hammer. Oh, Hammer Pants. <laughs> now, here we go. I'll throw it in together. Yeah. <laughs> take it or leave it. No, I want money back. No, take it or leave no, it. No, I didn't get my money back. Ah, that's wild. No. Uh, anyway, what else do you think is the next move for artists trying to acquire wealth? Trying, trying to gain equity Like if you're an artist And you're coming off of 2020 Where you had no concerts You can't do nothing at all How are you going to pivot in 2021 To get that bag and secure it Like like yeah I've been performing in months You're doing songs And you have singles coming out But it's not popping pop it How do you continue to make a living In 2021 We have to bring back physical CDs Or at least digital copy sales Digital copy sales are probably easier But I think every artist should have their own website uh-huh. and they need to sell their CD a week ahead of time before it hits any streaming platform. Yeah. And they should sell it on their website for what they believe it's worth. I think some artists do that. I don't know for sure, but 
I know some do, but, but, but I'm saying if all of them did it, we would they would have to start getting the respect of streaming companies, the record labels, because if as long as you're giving your percentage back to the record label, uh-huh. they can't be mad you did it. They can't. Do you think that artists now only come out with like singles now instead of albums because or they have an album right, mm-hmm. but they only be like two or three good songs on the album. Mm-hmm. The streaming. Do, do you think it's done because of streaming purposes? Like hey, yeah. I put out a nine track album, only three are fucking favorite and selling. I'm still getting money from it, so let me continue doing it. I'm gonna put Griselda out of this conversation. Griselda yeah. makes great albums all the time. They put time and effort into their albums. I'm gonna take them out of this conversation. Mm-hmm. But besides Freddie Gibbs, name one album this year that actually was good. I heard that Tory Lanez was pretty good. Not listening. I mean either. Um I did like Ellie too, Buster Ryan. I thought that was nice. I liked the way he threw it talking okay. before. I was just a fan of it. But there was content in it. Yeah. It made sense. It flowed right, right? Yeah. It didn't seem like he was reaching for a single. Yeah, it felt like an album, right? Where everything's cohesive. It was just great music. Yeah. Reason did the same thing. Great album. Mm-hmm. I don't think artists really formulate albums anymore like they used to. I don't think the average consumer that gets you chart topping right now yeah. wants an album. They want a fire song. Yeah, because it stays longer in the web, stays longer than the cycle. Like Mask On is still streaming fucking astronomical numbers. Oh, that's wild. It's, I mean, I think people, even, even before then, right? Say you fuck with an artist and you bought their CD, but you only want to hear like three songs off that fire. But you have to buy the whole thing just because so we can get it nowadays. Yeah. Well, back then. I think it's the same thing now as people really lean into it more. I mean, yeah. also, too, like, and platforms, right? If you have Apple Music, that's just free to you. All those albums are free to you. You pay nothing for those albums. Well, you pay the monthly. The monthly, but imagine that you... Uh, monthly for millions of songs is wild. Yeah. It's so crazy. Cause, like, artists are not getting paid their, their work no. with that shit at all. No. And, like, that's how, that's how I think you're right about that shit. What is the stream worth? Because when you quantify it, like, okay, look, I'll pay $10 a month for my Apple Music. I got access to almost every single song in the last 15, 20 years and farther back at that. Yeah. So... In order for the artists to get paid what they're really worth, you have to really break it down and give them a fair share of it. And once you do that shit, it's like half a cent for a stream. For a stream. But my question isn't what is what is what is a stream worth? You always take it literal, which yeah. is not a literal question. Uh huh, it's a figure. I got you. This the question is what is it worth? Like, yeah, they put a price point on it at half a cent. Yeah. But I mean, what is it actually worth? You can't quantify it because we don't it's not Is it just data? Does it depend on your hot like if you're hot or not? Yeah. Does it depend if you can sell albums? Mm-hmm. Does it depend on who record label you're contacted to? Yeah. I don't think that should be a thing. Yeah. I think streaming should have been for the everyday artist. It shouldn't have been for who's on the label because they're going to make money regardless because yeah. the label's pumping money into you and they're giving you money at the same time to keep it up. Mm-hmm. How do you really How do you really have artists get what they're worth by selling albums or music? Because you said do physical copies, right? But in 2021, people don't have CD players in the car anymore. If they do, they have the ox table for it. And they don't want to just buy one album for well, That's why I said digital. Yeah, I mean, it's so hard to even quantify because if you got a streaming app, you're paying $10 a month for the app, listen to two albums a day or two albums every fucking week. Like, honestly, you're paying nothing for those albums in reality. And the artists get fucked. Yeah. I think we have to find a way for them to get paid what they're worth and not jeopardize their their streams or their platform are just like the opportunities because if they pull, if they pull up, if they pull their music from Apple or Google 
and sells just like digital copies online, it's gonna sell, but it's not gonna do that great. Yeah. Because we say, watch out, buy that album when I got the whole playlist right here. The same thing with Tidal too. Like Tidal had the same kind of thing a little bit with Beyonce album when she released it there. People really didn't go flock, well, her beehive flocked to it. But everybody said, okay, I'll just wait. You know, it's fine. Yeah. So I, I think we have to figure out how to really solve that problem. That's that's a tough one. It's a tough one. It is. It's really hard to figure out how to make money again on music. Like for people who actually really want to make music. Yeah. Like for people who love to rap, love to make music, that's a hard question because producers are getting paid out the ass. Of course. But there's a lot of things where it's like if like let's take stove god cooks he's a he's a rapper rapper he's the rapper of rappers mm -hmm. he doesn't seem like he's the type of dude that's gonna get brand deals he might he may i'm not saying he can't but how is he gonna make money and stay afloat without brand deals without somebody behind him without how does that happen for the regular artist like uh parks and passport passport gift mm -hmm. just put out a uh, rapping uh, what is it Presents Wrapping 3 Or Wrapping 3 Wrapped 3 Whatever They put out a Christmas album Every year But Gift does a lot of things On the side I think he writes songs So he makes money from there Parks He's an engineer Slash producer So he makes a lot of money there But Whenever they just drop that album They do it for fun Because they love making music Yeah But for that same person Who doesn't have that Back end stuff What do they do Yeah it's tough I mean those artists Can afford to drop music For, for just like Cloud and publicity because they know they have other means of securing their income. Yeah. Honestly, it's going to be a weird future if we don't uh, figure it out for artists at least. Because I, I don't see a society where streams are not the main source of music across the board, where albums are no longer considered like a thing. Yeah. I feel like people are going to move to like putting an album out, but it's, only, it's just for um, recognition for your next uh, concert tour or something like that. It won't really be for money anymore because you're not going to make anything from it because. It's just not selling enough. Yeah, I feel that. Do you think someone like Jay-Z, who has title, would invest with Reebok, with Master P and Birdman? Baron Davis. Baron Davis. Sorry about that. Baron Davis. I would hope to see it. I mean, could you imagine a place where... I would hope to see Birdman invest into it and <laughs> make the lugs again. Remember the lugs? Yeah, it's still selling. <laughs> it's still selling. Hey. <clears throat> Doesn't mean they're good shoes, but yeah, they're still selling. I mean, honestly, I hope that I heard the pioneers of 20th century, 21st century rap really does more into being a businessman, an entrepreneur, and piggybacking off their careers. Yeah. Because no artist really stays hot forever except a couple few for the most part. Once your flame is out, it's hard to start back up again. There's a special five. Yeah. And so you really have to pivot into other things. And I see them doing this. I see them inspiring other artists, other entrepreneurs, other athletes to venture into different types of businesses to not aim too low. Yeah. You know, and I think if they solidify, if they uh, actually buy Reebok for $3.1 billion, it will be the biggest shoe company in uh, in America within they, two years. It, before anybody invests, though, they're going to have to see what they're going to do. I yeah. don't think anybody's investing off top just because of Master P's name. If I had the money, I would just off top of yeah. Master P's name. But, I mean, it's just not going to happen for the regular businessman. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I hope that – I hope it goes through. I hope that they have a lot of black investors really leading the charge because we have people who don't understand your culture or you. Then you start to kind of – it's a Nike effect. Yep, you put you uh clog your sorry, you have a cloudy perception now, cloudy imagery company. Yeah. Cause they want you to go one way and you want to go the other. So mm -hmm. you meet in the middle. 
and nobody really wins. Yeah, and it, and it's happened plenty of times. I mean, we've seen it with Yeezus. Yeah, with Yeezys. I don't think Kanye West has full control anymore like he used to, because those clogs and flip flops they're really looking like feelers. Remember, have you seen the feeler slides? Uh-uh. They're really bulky and big, and that's what they kind of look like to me. I think everybody needs to get away from that shit because that was a trend. Stop selling your shoes like that. Yeah. It's not a big thing. Only hipster white girls really like the weird ass shit. Um, that's just me. But I think, I don't know, man. It's going to be crazy to see. Yeah. If they buy Reebok, it's going to be wild. I mean, I think it'll be a great idea. Hopefully it goes through. Yeah. Hopefully we see something soon. Because, yeah. I mean, eventually you're going to have a lot of new life in the culture. Yeah, for real, for real. Anyway, so guys, next week on the podcast, we're talking about MC's marriage and how's it going and how is it going so far. What? Just stay tuned. I'm I'm not actually married. No. <laughs> what artist you want? Who should drop next year? I can't wait to see who drops. Honestly, um, I know Cer- Certified Lover Boy is coming out, mm-hmm. so that's gonna be dope. Are you calling somebody? Nah, it's your son. Oh yeah. Um, cause we want to talk about uh, ep- we want to talk about an artist at the end of every episode. We talking about Master P, so let's go ahead and keep it with Master P, man. Oh, let's go. Um, Master P, dope artist. Like I said, like I said before, six platinum records, offered a million dollars, said no. Witten made one of the biggest moves ever. How can you hate that? Hey, he is a give flowers while he's here, right? Right. Hey, he is the man. I think he. He brought the culture to another level. Like I said, him making sure he did everything independently, get the best deal possible, not get fucked over, and stay relevant in the game this long is amazing because there's yeah. a lot of rappers who don't maintain that success in their career. He pivoted when rap was over, even before rap, to make something better of itself. And it's showing. I think he inspired a lot of independent rappers for sure. Oh, yeah. And if he doesn't, if y'all have never heard of Master P, if you're a young kid that's an artist right now, mm-hmm. if you've never heard of Master P, go check him out. Go read everything you can about this man. Go listen to everything you can. Any nice. interview, there's gems in him. Um, go listen to the T.I. interview on his podcast with Master P. Oh, expeditiously. Yeah, because we're <laughs> at the end right now, so y'all can go do that now. All right. <laughs> so this is Make Him Say, uh. Uh, na 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 Out the exhibition, pull it chopping, hate his business, so about the size of prisons. I'm missing, they're just scary, no limit, mercenary.